0: Let's get them out of their seats and into the ring. You got me! Now do do this! This is the Finishing Move podcast with Nick Cellini, Big John, and Adam Gillespie. We've got recaps, the latest storylines, and the biggest moments from the week. Now it's the Finishing Move from the
1: Fans Podcast Park. All right, welcome to another edition of the Finishing Move. This is our road to WrestleMania as we are mere days away from WrestleMania... We've been waiting for this for quite some time, and if you guys are long listeners to The Finishing Move, you know how we feel about the way that WrestleMania should be built, which, by the way, we have a special guest today as Nick Cellini. He is off on assignment. Adam Gillespie, you know how we lose him from time to time. I'm Big John Radcliffe, and joining me today is Brandon Joseph, producer Brandon Joseph. He is a... Multi, multi-purpose multi utility knife here at Dicky Broadcasting, and he is going to join me on the finishing move. BJ, welcome to the finishing move. I was told this was an episode of be, being the elite. We are elite, to be honest with you, and I mean that- we, I thought I was
2: getting invited to a super kick party.
1: Well, we can't thigh slap anymore, oh. and we know what happens when people super kick around here. They tend to injure their elbow. That is true. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that came about. Yeah, they but tend they, to they dislocate things. They tend to injure themselves doing super kicks. But we are elite and exclusive. I mean, there is a finite number of the members of our, our faction here at Dickey Broadcasting. But I digress. We but we are cons- in the fast lane
2: to WrestleMania. We are. And soon then we will... see summer- exit's coming up, though, so we need to change some lanes and get home. Hopefully it's not during the <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah. We
1: could be in a lot of You'd trouble. make a
2: wrong turn, we're in the wrong stomping grounds.
1: And then we'll really end up in a hell in a cell. <laughs> we just managed to work in, what, four or five pay-per-views <laughs> as puns. Give us time. We could come up with the rest. Well, look, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and this WrestleMania card, obviously, WrestleMania became popular about uh, last year or two years ago, excuse me, where they're going to do two nights, April 10th as well as April 11th. Now, with the two-night feature, the beauty of that is you're basically not sitting in front of your TV all damn day. Because now you have Raw and SmackDown separated in the factions. You'll inevitably at some point in time. we during this week. We are actually going to see in, uh, NXT hold theirs, and we don't know surprises that they might actually join into it. But let's get right into the card because we're going to start off with on the first night, which is going to be April 10th. You're going to have Lana, Naomi, and Naomi versus Dana Brooks. Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Natalya in a tag team turmoil match for the women's tag team title. Now, one of the things that we always talk about here on The Finishing Move is the lack of use of tag teams. We know it's a a dead art form in the WWE, but here they are trying to put basically a majority of their women's division to the forefront, and you're going to see a tag team turmoil match that will give them the opportunity to, to contend for the women's tag team title on night two.
2: So that's weird to me because they take off the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, they put it on SmackDown the Friday before WrestleMania, and then they're going to do the women's tag team turmoil match on night one that leads into the actual tag team title match on night two. It's just kind of weird of, why don't you just do that on SmackDown and then let the winner get theoretically two nights to prepare, and then you do the actual women's tag team championship match, but... It, it, it's it's weird booking, and I, I heard and read somewhere that a lot of wrestlers were upset that they took the Battle Royale off and moved to SmackDown because you do get that payday if you appear on WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. And now all those guys, about 15 or so, that appear in the Battle Royale now have to do it on SmackDown. So that also could have been a way to kind of limit how much money they were shelling out, too. And that, you know what, you're going to get the tag team turmoil match, and then the
1: next group... Just gets one more payday out of that, but and to go with the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, is it would be nice if that were a surprise winner. Mm, I mean, and it meant something. That number two, number one, you never see the the, you see the statue three or four more times. You always know nine times out of ten it's going to be the big guy. You get Cesaro who's won it, which was kind of okay. I get it; he's one of the strongest wrestlers that are there. Other than that, there's no shot. Rey Mysterio's not winning that. Yeah, no. It's just kind of
2: weird. Like, there is no payoff, and no, the trophy does there. make an appearance the next night and a couple more times, but then, yeah, it's it's done. It's You don't get any payoff from it, and
1: you're not guaranteed a future championship match. It's just, it's run its course. And both of these events, whether you're talking about the Andre the Giant Tag Team Invitational or the Tag Team Turmoil match, this is what happens when you don't know what to do with your superstars but you want to g- want them to be seen because there's still so many female superstars that are missing from this card obviously charlotte being uh being coming down with covid but there's so many superstars that are missing and then it just becomes let's just have a battle royal let's just have a royal let's toss them into this and it's lazy booking that comes out of this now i do like the fact that they are trying to promote the tag team division but they need to use them properly i mean we saw charlotte and oscar hang on to the titles and it ultimately meant nothing so I, i i hope and Pray that something good comes out of this. I don't think there's going to be a lot lot of good or anything that's going to be worth it coming out of it. Another match that, that really serves no purpose, Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Obviously, Shane McMahon wanted the M- McMahon name in WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, and you know what it is. It's just a spot fest.
1: Yes. We're just going to have that build up for Shane to do some kind of spot, and that will be the end of it. He, he'll jump off the top of the steel cage through the through this table. Braun will catch him and power slam him through the floor.
2: That's literally what I'm thinking it will be. It will be, you know, first feet to touch the floor get out of the steel cage wins. Somehow Braun ends up on the announce table without his feet touching the floor. Shane jumps from the top of the cage, lands on Braun, and then it's like, oh, whose feet
1: touch first? Yes. Braun. Braun outsmarted Shane. It, that That's going to yeah. be the payoff. I mean. And it continues on. I mean, it's going to be one of those things that I think it'll continue on a little bit longer than what will ultimately happen. Shane will end up managing Braun Strowman somewhere down the road to help push his career. Because Braun Strowman, a guy that they are totally underutilizing. It's a guy that they just don't seem to know what to do with, and it's kinda sad to Remember see. Remember
2: he won time. the tag team belts with a nine year old? no nope. <laughs> Yes. And you thought, okay, this is gonna be the plan, he's the
1: one man wrecking crew, and No, he he literally went into the crowd, grabbed a nine year old, won the titles with them. Uh and honestly, as you go down the card of night one, I mean, we're not going to go through all of it because there are some disappointments and just space, sno- snooze fest that are here. I mean, you look at Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. I understand the history of WrestleMania is you get a star, you get a celebrity. We've seen Lawrence Taylor become a part of it. We've seen a lot of different celebrities. Pete Rose was a part of it. Exactly. Too. Look, the man's a Hall of Famer. He has he's not in his own hall of fame, but he is a hall of fame. I also faker. saw that guy signing autographs in a Vegas strip mall for like twenty five bucks. I, I've heard. I have to use allegedly so we don't get in trouble. He'll sign whatever you want. For, for the, I mean, if you want him to sign, sorry I yeah, I'm not going to go there. The man's a Hall of Famer, though, so we have to respect him for that. But now, look, let's get to some of the key matches that are going to be important here. Bobby Lashley, with MVP, is going to take on Drew McIntyre for the WCW... I mean, excuse me, for the WWE Championship. No, you're right, it Mc... is the old WCW, belt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> technically. It's a big, big goal. <laughs> yeah, technically evolved into that. <laughs> this is one of those storylines that has gotten boring to me because you haven't let the two combatants really meet each other. I mean, it's almost like... Are you filming this on the same day and just splicing it together? Because they haven't been – they've had one interaction. Everything else has been completely separate. But I hope they don't bring the Bobby Lashley era to an end because I like Bobby Lashley as a champion. And with MVP, Lashley's not good on the mic. MVP is – put them two together, I think you actually have a good champion and a good contender.
2: Well, it was interesting when they broke up the Hurt business because that, that was running well. I actually was enjoying the Hurt business, and then to see that get blown up and then Bobby Lashley just run through all those guys, just I don't know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre because, remember, Drew McIntyre wins a championship. He loses it to Randy Orton. Then he wins it back from Randy Orton. Now Lashley takes it. It's just become a very – um. Interesting thing that WWE is doing with all of this, but what's the payoff? What's the step forward? I had expected at some point, maybe they bring back a Brock Lesnar, and I would love to see Brock versus Lashley. Yes. At some point, maybe this is just the hiccup in between, and we may get a Brock appearance, and then you have Brock and Heyman, but Heyman's tied up with Roman. Roman Reigns, so he's
1: not going anywhere. He can't manage both.
2: So I, I just don't know. I think it's obvious that Lashley continues his reign. I don't think you break up the Hurt Business
1: to then have Lashley lose the belt to the McIntyre again. And, I mean, one swerve that I would hope that would happen, somebody who we haven't seen in a while, and I think it would be a great pairing, Keith Lee. Keith Lee has been a big superstar. I I, I don't know if he's out with injury. He's disappeared for a while. I know he's engaged to be married. And, and let, let's call it what it is. The Hurt Business was the African-American 4 horses. Yep. Put Keith Lee now with Bobby. It was Lashley. the not nice New Day. Exactly. They it was the bigger New Day yeah. too. They were much larger. But you put Keith Lee with them with MVP and now you got two of the bigger guys that you can just let work together. You get Keith Lee to get ready for his uh, his run at some point in time. Bobby Lashley's now accomplished what he's wanted for 16 years. You can now go ahead and put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. Speaking of a future Hall of Famer, Sasha Banks is going to take on Bianca Belair for, for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. My guess this will probably be the main event for uh, WrestleMania for this night. And I know some people will probably say, well, you know, it might not be the last match. This is probably going to be your main event. These are going to be two of your bigger stars, two of your younger, younger up and coming stars. I don't think Sasha Banks drops the title here. I think it'll be a great match, but I don't think Bianca Belair is going to get it yet from Sasha Banks.
2: Yeah, I think they do what Rhea Ripley was done to her, to Charlotte in last year's WrestleMania that you kind of take a look at. This is that person. This is their time. And no, not yet. You know, I really do like the idea of Banks and Bel Air just because they can put on a good match. And yes. If they let them work and if they give them the time to work, I don't want to see this being a five minute match. I want this to be 12, 13, 14 minutes and let them work. Let them put on a show and let them entertain what the 25,000 people that are going to be at Raymond James Stadium because I think at a All the matches on day one, this is probably the two best wrestlers
1: and the two best performers to put on the show. Oh, I completely agree. And I think that's been the benefit of having the two-night match, two-night WrestleMania is now give them that time. Let them have that time. When you look at a match like this, I'd even go with one that honestly we glossed over Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. That, that's the other Another one. Another match that you can give them some time and let these two put on a show where you know the the locker room and people have said Cesaro is an underrated, underutilized, underappreciated talent. And I and I don't want to say underappreciated because he he's. You know, an amazing talent, but underutilized appropriately. I think that could turn out to be a great match. And there is a portion of me that actually hopes when the match is done, let him become a tag team. Yeah. Cesaro's thing, Vince McMahon even said it on a Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast that he's missing that it thing. Well, Seth Rollins could be that it and let him, whether it be manage him or be his tag team, more Cesaro and less Murphy. <laughs> But that you're exactly right. Put them together, let them be a tag team, whatever, however you got to put them together. Uh, night two. Now, one of the things as you look at night two that I hope we don't see, but I think we're going to see in the match that I think we're going to see it in, is what we've traditionally seen at WrestleMania is now we've seen these uh, theatrical matches. We we saw the Boneyard match where it was the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. We saw John Cena take on the Fiend in these... Cinematic matches yeah, that they've the had, Firefly Fun Funhouse. Fun house, yes, and the match that I think we're going to see it in, I think we're going to get that as Biggie takes on Apollo in a Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental. What's a Nigerian drum fight? I have no idea.
2: And when did Apollo develop that thick of a Nigerian accent? So if you go back a few weeks.
1: I'd I'd have to go back and find the tape. It's great to watch, and I understand he's of Nigerian heritage. Ironically, though, I think he's built from Stone Mountain. Yeah. And midway through his promo, it's have you ever seen the movie Cool Runnings? Mm Mm-hmm. Where really none of them were from Jamaica. Yeah. But halfway through, he went from sounding like he was from Stone Mountain to being Nigerian. And I was very confused by this. So that means you've been faking an American accent all these years or – what what am I missing here? And I have no idea. I've I've Googled it. Where on AEW we uh we we saw Kenny Omega and John Moxley. They they did a uh, death match that didn't that fell very short. Yeah, like the death part of it. <laughs> you know, and the explosion. I, I Googled the Nigerian drum fight. I I have not found anything on it yet. Um, so I don't know how this works. I am hoping that this match does deliver because I think Apollo Cruz is a great talent. I love Big E. I love him as a champion. I hope he gets his day as a world champion. But I get the feeling this match is going to fall very short of anything oh, I'd yeah. expect.
2: I think there's going to be a lot of
1: question marks after that. <laughs> the champ is here. I, I think the that made contend here.
2: for the longest intro, too.
1: Did I just win by banging on <laughs> yeah. the table? Is that the rule that I have to make? It's bang- like
2: when WCW jumped the shark and they had Judy Bagwell on a pole <laughs> match, on a forklift <laughs> match. Like, this is where we're getting at the Nigerian drum fight. Or uh, Dominic
1: Mysterio's... uh, Oh, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?
2: (laughs) Adoption paper uh, on a
1: pole match. Oh, very disappointing. Very sad. But we
2: get to see The Fiend and Randy Orton again. Again.
1: Everyone in the room who really gives a damn about that match raise their hand. And hands are down. <laughs> That's going to be our cinematic, our other cinematic match of the night. They'll be fired. They'll be pyro. They'll be, first of all, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what demon in hell are they trying to conjure up? You've noticed all the pentagons yeah. and Lil Nas, are they going to use little Nas X's Nikes that they have? But it's a shame that Randy Orton's doing some of his best work and he's again with The Fiend. And it's a shame that someone who, like The Fiend, when this guy started this angle, he started this gimmick, we didn't know what it was. It was a twisted Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Then it came out, it was more, and was like, we like it. This is this is our new Undertaker. This is our new Kane. And now he looks like, do you remember the cartoon, The Toxic Avenger? Yeah. That's what the mask looks like. This has gone like the
2: seven route of WCW yeah. when Dustin Rhodes was seven. Peering into the window with kids
1: and like if this is what the fiend is with alexa bliss like this is like Stockholm syndrome going on and here. It's someone else there alexa bliss I mean you're talking about a multi-time champion You're talking about someone who easily she could still be a hall of famer who was on a on a fast track to the hall of fame For the talent that she had and now she is basically become kid sister Yeah, she became my buddy's kid sister doll <laughs> that sits there next to the fiend on a swing and it's sad that they're underutilizing the talent for this. Yeah, I
2: wonder because she's had concussion problems. Yes, if it's more serious than they're letting on with her, and they're trying to figure out a way to keep her, you know, active without keeping
1: her active in the ring. But just to, I'm a big fan of the managers, the valet, so to speak. You could put her with once again a Cesaro. Uh, you remember they did the mixed tag matches. Put her with Braun, Braun Strowman. Now these are guys that don't need to be on a microphone. She's great on the microphone. Go that route. It's something that we haven't seen since since Sonny, since uh, Scary Sherry. She was
2: really good at being, like, the B. The heel. (laughs) She was really good for a long time. And then
1: if you want to let her jump in the ring and do one or two quick moves to get some dirty wins— It's great to see it. I think you could work with that. But to see what this match is, we're just going to move on from it because really no one gives a damn. Oh, by the way, we're going to see the women's tag team titles. They'll be defended. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they will take on the winner of the tag team turmoil match that will happen that night, which they're going to have Reginald in their corner. Reginald has been around the women's championships on every show more than most of the women in the WWE have in total over a month. Yeah, Reginald is the next Santina Morella. Yes, he's going to be the Nets women's champion somehow. And I don't know how that's going to come about. It's interesting. He's an athletic guy. I hope they give him a shot. He was a former, uh, what is it, Cirque du Soleil uh, acrobat. So when you see him do the tumbles, he's very athletic. He's a natural athlete, but now he's just a guy who wears really small suits. A reginald on a trapeze match coming up soon. Shayna Baszler has to – I mean, Uh, Nia Jax has to go up the trapeze to get him (laughs) down, and we hope she doesn't injure herself. Uh, The two top matches that are going to be on this card that we're going to see, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, which this one's going to be for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Now, here's one of my problems with this match. Rhea Ripley came up from NXT, and she's getting a WrestleMania moment out the gate with only one match prior to WrestleMania. And it's not even a singles match. It's a tag team match that they had on Raw, and they are literally putting her into WrestleMania. Yeah. And stop me
2: if this has happened before. Rhea Ripley, Sheena Baszler. I would love to see them two go at it because that is a very physical. I don't know what we're going to get from Asuka and Rhea Ripley. I think Asuka can be that physical nature. But, again, to your point, I don't think that this is gonna showcase rhea ripley in her no, best light no. i thought she had a great mass against charlotte in last year's wrestlemania i thought that was probably what she needed to do to win to beat charlotte to kind of ascend her she loses falls off the face of the earth and then has to kind of work her way back up but she'll probably end up winning this one she'll probably end up with the women's uh raw women's championship and it's an era of brutality but again it could have been handled
1: better, even going back to last year's WrestleMania. But then, at that point, you also have to try to make sure you validate her as a champion, and that's something that the WWE has fallen short with on numerous occasions. Not validating the champ, we saw Drew McIntyre. It's like your championship run was nothing. We saw Braun Strowman, and ultimately, I I I take a wild shot in the dark. I can take a guess and probably say, Rare Ripley as the women's champ, as the Raw women's champion, leads to her taking on Charlotte.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It, it that's where, and it goes. then
2: we have that storyline of the revenge factor to last year's WrestleMania. But, yeah, I would I would want her to win and then try to create a new challenger, try to Baby. come up with something different. And I think to NXT's point, NXT, because they lose so many wrestlers to the main roster, they have to always figure out different ways to validate people, but Raw doesn't. SmackDown doesn't, and we're going to get either, you're right, a Charlotte Flair, a Bailey, or, you know, it's just going to be a
1: retread. And that's the part that's also disheartening is when you look at someone like Bailey, who's not mentioned on this card, Carmella, which I'm not upset about it, who's not mentioned on this card. There are so many other former women's champions that aren't mentioned that she got thrusted into this position, which isn't fair to her, because what you become is now who will be the champion for the next match we're going to talk about. She could easily become the Roman Reigns when he was a face and everybody hated him. That's who she could become, where she's a fan favorite right now. But now she's thrusted into this position, and there's nothing to validate. Her. Who
2: could come back? Because remember, the night after all the big night, I know that they signed Eva Marie. Could she come back? And like, they're gonna want a moment, I think, for the women's division. If you're gonna throw all of them in tag teams, you you can't have. Maybe Charlotte does come back the night after WrestleMania. We start this program again, but if she beats Oscar, the last thing I want to see is a return match. You okay.
1: know, at the next pay per view and things like that. And, and that is the last thing I think anyone wants. And because particularly since they said champions don't necessarily get their uh, rematches, it doesn't have to happen. So we could see now what was this, What was expected to be? I'll say the proverbial dream match that everyone was expecting for what will be ultimately the main event for the for the second night of uh, WrestleMania. It's now become a th- Triple threat match. You have Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, who will take on Edge, your Royal Rumble champion, Royal Rumble winner, and Daniel Bryan. I was all in when it was Roman Reigns versus Edge. I'm not in on Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. One thing we can agree on, and I think it's
2: blatantly obvious, Daniel Bryan's getting pinned. (laughs) Yeah. They, They added Daniel Bryan
1: so somebody doesn't have to take the loss clean. And you're exactly right. I don't think there's no way on earth he's winning this title, particularly when every rumor and every interview you bring up, yep, I'm retiring. (laughs) Yep, going to go home spend time with the family. Yeah. Well, then
2: they're not putting a belt on you, sir. Yeah, I think Edge either beats Daniel Bryan clean, and that way Roman can go, well, I never lost, or Roman beats Daniel Bryan that way Edge can go, I didn't lose, and you don't degrade Edge, and Edge can still have
1: his champion. They're going to put the belt on Edge one more time. I think you go with Edge as well. I think you're going to let him get his WrestleMania moment. This guy, is it's an amazing story of, look, how he came back. He was supposed to be, let's just call it almost dead. He had a snapped neck. He came back. He's going to get his WrestleMania moment. For the way that they're working now where they're not touring as much, he's going. he can go to the Thunderdome in Tampa or wherever it's moving to now, spend a little time there, and you get a little bit of chance that goes with it. So I think that's what we're going to see. I mean, overall, if you had to, the two nights, first of all, my first question to you, which night are you looking forward to? If you could only watch one night. Second night. The second night. The overall card of it all, grading it like we did in school, A through F, what do you give the overall card thus far? The potential
2: for the second night, because you do have a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match, I hope Logan Paul doesn't get involved in it, I think. Please don't. If you let those two works, like, we've seen them before, like Kevin Steen and El Generico, <laughs> go look up old videos of those two wrestling. Like, they can put on a damn good show. If you let those two work and you don't have
1: a gimmick with Logan Paul, that could honestly be one of the best matches of the night. I agree with you. I think the way that those two have worked together for so long, the history that they have there, what they can put on there. Look, if you're going to let Logan Paul get involved, I want him to do something exciting. Yeah. It can't just be a punch. I want a frog splash. I, I want a hurricane run. I want a shooting star press. Yeah, I want something impressive from him. But the potential
2: for night two, in my opinion, I would say could be a solid beat. With that said, night one.
1: C-plus? Yeah. Uh, C-plus. It's and, not uh, great. And the only thing that reason I can give it the C-plus, Cesaro and Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair, and one match that we didn't talk about that does have the potential and I just want to see what he can do, the New Day taking on AJ Styles and Omos. Yeah, I want to see what, what that big dude could yeah, do. Yeah, because I think we've seen him, you know, basically super kick a guitar, he looks like he's very could be very athletic. Is he the big show or is he the great kali? This is what we're going to find out. I really hope he's the big show. Please don't be the great kali. I would hate for that. Well, as we are on the road to WrestleMania, you can't have a road to WrestleMania and you can't listen to the finishing move without talking about a little wrestling history. Now, I have several moments in time throughout WrestleMania that I have just fallen in love with. But BJ, do you have a WrestleMania moment, a WrestleMania match that is just one of your favorites that stands out to you?
2: Uh, WrestleMania 2000, McMahon in every corner.
1: I remember WrestleMania 2000 because they did the all-day-long
2: lead-up. Yep. and I think that's why it stands out so much in my mind. I remember that morning convincing my mom that, no, we need to order the pay-per-view right now, and me and my brother watching literally all All day day long, and it was capped off by the McMahon in
1: every corner. And that was the be- The best part of it. You talk about a dysfunctional family. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think back, and if you go back through, and I'm willing to bet they're deleting it, is WWE is moving their library over to Peacock, and they're taking out a lot of the uh, racial stereotypes that were used. So ultimately, I guess we're losing Harlem Heat altogether. No problem. <laughs> that means all of Harlem <laughs> Heat's legacy goes away. Any sexual innuendo, so all the bra panties matches are basically going away. Anything to that you're nature. you're gonna have an episode of raw it's like 10 minutes long from the <laughs> welcome to row. Monday night Raw it's the rock <laughs> yeah good night from Monday you're night have a rock promo and that's it so, it's going to be interesting how they move all of that over but in it's heyday to have the McMahon's where you know you're talking about a guy who kissed another woman in front of his yeah. wife yeah I'm bold I'm not stupid My wife would kill me. (laughs) And that same woman went on to hold an actual federal position (laughs) and convinced you that you could no longer put on rated R programming because it looked bad for my political stance. So you need to take your programming to PG and lose money and lose ratings so that way my political job (laughs) is— But the interesting thing, and
2: correct me if I'm wrong, I think WrestleMania 2000 when Triple H won. That was the first time the the known heel— has walked out of WrestleMania main event, the champion. Normally, they
1: always send everybody home, especially on WrestleMania, with the hap-hap-happiest of endings. The only other ones that I can think of offhand, there have been moments of time where The Undertaker was the heel. Yeah. And obviously, he had the streak, so that would be the first one that would come out. But you're right, it is that golden moment. Of it,
2: everybody thought this was going to be justice, this, this
1: was going to be Triple H. Whoa. It's going to be fair. Yeah. No, it was not. The one that stands out to me, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold WrestleMania 13. It was one of those matches. This was the first time that we really saw you almost want to say blading gone wrong. Yeah. Because now what you see is Stone Cold and the Sharpshooter, just blood gushing down. The crimson down mask. Him. Yes. It is just blood gushing down his face. And these two, the buildup to it, you'd almost believe, and and being a kid watching this, these two hated each other. <laughs> like they I know uh Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, they really hated each other. But the promos they put on, everything leading up to this story, it just showed why those two are two of the best there were. And they found a way, and this is what they can't do with Roman Reigns and Edge,
2: to get everybody over. Austin lost the match, but he still got over because he never tapped out. He passed out, and Bret wins. He gets over that way. It's amazing how you could figure out how to do it back then but you can't figure out how to do it now.
1: So let's throw Daniel Bryan in there to take the pinfall. And it's sad because it's not like this. I know this match was so long ago, but we even saw that when we had Rock versus John Cena, even though John Cena lost, the Rock won the championship, John Cena still kind of got over. You had that rematch that took place that you knew what was going to happen, but it all still worked out. And the fact that the storyline and the booking has gotten so lazy and it's concerning because back then, They didn't have the competition like they did now. You do have AEW. Well, you had WCW that was knocking at the door a little bit. But now you have the era of AEW that's coming about that has won the the Wednesday Night Wars where they're forcing your third brand to be shifted to another channel so you can get ratings. And now the booking has gotten lazy of just now here we get The Fiend versus Randy Orton.
2: Yeah, I just hope, you know, and this is wishful thinking, like, and it's not going to happen, I know. But, like, CM Punk runs out during, like, the Fiend-Randy Orton match and just hits Randy Orton
1: with the GTS. It, it is, and, th- and that's how it ends. There, But, see, that's even the beauty of it and even the sad part. Where you have such talent uh, as, as Adam Cole, where you have these NXT guys that you could utilize kind of that way and tell this story from three different shows and make it all work together, they keep them so divided and so separated that That the only thing that moves around is the women's tag team titles. Yeah, and I think, to your point, with NXT now shifting to Tuesday,
2: you can't afford to lose any superstars off of that. No. You need to gain that ground on Tuesdays just because, you know, you're going up against AEW, which had the superstar power they do have over there with the Stings, you know, and... Eight, and NXT was kind of lacking in that. It was the underdeveloped stars. You have to know the indies to know you know, LA Knight and who he was before he came to NXT, the Adam Coles and all that, but you can't afford to take Adam Cole and throw him on Raw the Monday after WrestleMania. You're going to need
1: him to help build that brand on Tuesdays. I even think what AEW, I mean what NXT is going to need to do, they're going to need to take a page out of AEW, and they teased it for a little bit, where once upon a time we would see impact wrestlers at NXT we saw James Storm yeah he never officially signed but he showed up we you know Eric Young was there tease that portion of it of you know what you've seen on Stone Cold's podcast he's had Chris Jericho which his podcast is through WWE mm-hmm. so they so Vince McMahon had to sign off on him having Chris Jericho on there you know what break that fourth wall down and say you know what we'll, we'll take some impact guys we'll take a guy from New Japan we'll take some of these guys and maybe it's a one-night thing but it gets those eyes there. Take an NXT guy, and we're going to use him here, but he's going to go back to NXT. We saw Edge go to NXT for whatever reason and cut a promo as if he wanted to cash in his WrestleMania moment for the NXT title. We knew it wasn't going to happen. happen. But I've even always said the way that they they overlook the tag team division, you take the women's tag team titles, the men's tag team titles, you almost do it like WCW did the TV title. You know what, guys? You guys are going to wrestle every night. Yep. And wherever you lose, that's where you stay. So if you lose on NXT, you stay on NXT. And whoever wins, they now go to every show and they'll wrestle on every show. And you can intermingle talent that way. But what do I know? I'm just some idiot on a microphone. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoy WrestleMania this week. We are going to continue the road to WrestleMania. Go to the podcast park. Check out all the podcasts there, but most notably, The Finishing Move. We're going to keep you posted. You can follow us on social media. They can catch you at B Joseph Radio. You can also catch my other tag team partners at Road Dog 680. That's Adam Gillespie. And at Cellini Ch- Nick. And I'm at John Rad 450 on social media. Follow us. We'll be tweeting about it, we'll be talking about it, and we will be here next week. So. Go wherever you get your, your your podcast, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a nice comment. I'm not one of these podcast people. I'll come find you. I got people that will find your IP address. I will show up at your house, and I will hit you with a steel chair. Because this is
2: WrestleMania. And if not, you're
1: fired. Thank you for listening to The Finishing Move. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.